welcome to Safe House. Hello. Um, in the Safe House studio, we have Miss Roger. Hi. <laughs> I'm going to have to prompt you all the way through, aren't I? <laughs> yes. Um, so, first of all, I was going to introduce you as Roger Witter-Dee, and then I remembered that's not the case. Um, I mean, you also said Miss, which is kind of wrong as well. Oh, well, my next my next <laughs> point is uh, pronouns, so what pronouns <laughs> do you go by? <laughs> I prefer there. he, him. Do you? I do, yeah. Out of drag or both? Both. Really? Yeah. Well, well then, Roger, I it. I always said, because I've never had the issue of being uncomfortable by pronouns uh-huh. to the point where he, him is just, it makes sense for Roger as well. Uh-huh. But obviously in drag, when you're like hyper feminine or like my standard pretty face, mm-hmm. I don't mind it. Yeah. But if people ask, I'm always like, he, him. Really? Yeah. Whenever I come to this bit in the podcast, <laughs> the we play with it. Uh-huh. And we just spend like five minutes talking about how much we hate being called men and hate he, him. Oh no. <laughs> I'm more comfortable when someone references me with the correct pronouns. I don't know why, but my brain just switches and like, oh, you paid attention. Okay. You know, well, I don't know. there you go. I'll remember. I'll remember. Yeah. Uh, welcome <laughs> to Safe House, Mr. Roger. Okay, wait, that sounds even weirder. <laughs> Maybe not. Mr. Rogers. <laughs> you can call me Rog. <laughs> Literally. Okay, so yeah, uh, well, I've started doing this thing where I'm letting my guests introduce themselves. Um, it's just a bit you do it, hey. <laughs> yeah, so um, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are? You can be as brief as you want because we're going to get into it anyway. Okay, I'm Roger. I'm a lovely drag artist based in Manchester's Canal Street. I've been doing drag for nearly five years, and my main priority in life right now is my cabaret, Roger Presents. Absolutely. We'll get into that, don't we? <laughs> that was lovely. Thanks. You don't need to be stressed about that. <laughs> um, so, obviously, you're a, you're a creative, that's why you're here. Yes. Um, drag is the most obvious section of it, but you also are an incredible seamstress. I know, I, you a a <laughs> I know how to use a sewing machine. I know how to use a sewing machine. I was about to say, do I call you a seamstress or just an owner of a sewing machine? I I started saying, I'm not a seamstress, but I will make you look good. Okay. Because it's true. <laughs> you are. It's a stretch. Well, the thing I made for Angel for her birthday wasn't stretch, and that's one of the best things I've ever made. It was good. It is kind of sick. And I made that in like seven hours, and it's one of the most gorgeous things I've ever made. Never mind like... How hard was that to make? It wasn't that hard. In my head, I deconstructed it for her. I did her measurements. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And she's like, yeah, that's fine. And mm-hmm. I just made it happen. Did you say you deconstructed it in your head? Yes. You have to call yourself a seamstress. Not no, I that. think it's a form of something going on in my head. I, I tell people, it's like, if you've watched Sherlock, like his mind palace. Yes. That's the only okay. way you can describe it. It's, oh, I like that. that. I like that reference. That's good. I think you look at something, deconstruct it bit by bit, and then you put it back together like a jigsaw puzzle. Uh-huh. And that's, you know, you just do that with the actual fabric. Yeah, because I just start, I mean, I, don't, I have a sewing machine, but it's it's awful. It doesn't, my, it needs like servicing because it's my grandma's. I mean, but. Lavender has a sewing machine from Aldi and she can make herself stuff. <laughs> I mean, I need to get on it. I need to get on it because I'm, I'm, I'm a dab hand with a glue gun, but it can only go so far. <laughs> <Do> you... <laughs> no one's clocked me yet. Like No one's mentioned it. Doesn't no, mean you've not no... been clocked. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. That's nasty, but true. <laughs> Okay, so my next question for you, because obviously being creative is such a big part of your life and drag is such a big part of your life, but you aren't just Roger the Drag Queen. So when Roger goes back in a coffin, what's left? What do you do? Who are you? What do you get up to? The worst part is Roger doesn't get to go back into the coffin. <laughs> um, At some point. When I, th- I think the only time I'm not in work mode because being self-employed like you just can't stop mm-hmm. like every day you wake up and you're like right okay what's next whether right. it's waking up and you're starting your next commission or you're doing i just still do have to design for people because mm-hmm. they'll come with like two three concepts and i have to compile what i can do right so every day i wake up and i'm like right okay i've got to design something for the show for roger presents or i've got to do the next lineup i've got to chase up the next artwork or start the next commission the only time i've taken a break since january was two weeks ago and it was literally just five days Mm, and she was unreachable yeah (laughs) i didn't check social media i ignored my dms i just lay in bed and i unshamefully stayed in bed for three days got up fed myself had a wash once (laughs) and then unpacked and tidied and started it all over again Mm. i think a lot of people that actually do know me like yourselves know that i am one of the biggest recluses ever (laughs) yeah Yeah. she's not at work she's not 
Yeah. <laughs> if I'm not working on location, I'm probably not leaving the house. I'll leave for special events, like special shows or... Like this. Yes. <laughs> well, that you don't know is I brought her here in a body bag. <laughs> I live in a body bag. <laughs> but no, unless it's a special event or I'm supporting someone, I mainly just live in my apartment with my tortoise and Sean. <laughs> yeah. You have told us. Yeah. Where? Do you not know this? No. In the spare room. Your spare room. Well, it's what's meant Money. to be the other room. No, girl, <laughs> the complete opposite. So my apartment is a double room, a single room, and a living room. When we moved in, me and Sean agreed that the living room would be his bedroom. And right, okay. The single room would be the living room. I was going to say something, I forgot what it was now. Um, Tortoise, empty room. No, 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 it was obviously because you're self-employed. I wasn't going to ask you, but you do your taxes. Yes. Good. Because you are self-employed, do you feel that pressure to like be on working all the time? No, not this year. Okay. Last year, I was very settled in my residency, didn't want to do anything else, didn't have to, because I worked my arse off to get to where I was doing what I was doing. Uh And working your arse off, sometimes you forget that you can do other things. And I had a couple weeks off after New Year, and a few of us went to DragCon. Uh After DragCon... London, right? Yes. I had a little moment, and I was like, I have worked so hard for so long that I need to stop working hard in my head i was like right my taxes are paid i'm paying the bills and i've got pocket money uh-huh. but after drag con and having a couple of weeks off and do you know when you stop and then everything catches up with you yeah it was that i'd had a week off had a rough christmas and new year and then made a costume and then went to drag con mm-hmm. and then that overwhelming feeling of being in a room full of something you've not been around for weeks yeah on top of the traveling to london and having anxiety and being around a room full of people that love the exact same thing as you do Uh it was very overwhelming and i was like was it imposter syndrome 100 percent. because i don't think it should be but just like that's that's how i would feel if i went to (laughs) the high heavens Uh because you we can walk up and down canal street all of us can And we see everyone we know and we do, hi, how are you? I mean, I feel imposter syndrome on Canal Street, but that's because I probably go to Canal Street. Well, I'm trying to be not, but like yeah. how you feel about DragCon, I feel about Canal Street. That's interesting because really you are still there. quite a presence on Canal Street. I just, I when I do when I do Union and when, I, when I've when had a small stint on Roger Percents, <laughs> and when I do... Which will be a larger stint well, in the future. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. We'll see what you say after this. Oh God, um, what you got lined up. But when I'm when I'm like performing in the village, I love it. And I think, I just think there's so many good little bits that are coming up. People putting together great shows that mm-hmm. I actually would like to be a part of. I'm obsessed with it. But then I take myself out for like ugh, the next day and I'm like, like the cogs start ticking again. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, what does this person think about me? Or this person's got a monopoly in the village. And what, what does, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I kind of get in my head the longer I'm away and then it makes me not want to go back. One thing I'll say, an observation of, because I know the kind of people you're talking about in terms of <laughs> monopolies in the I was village. Being general. <laughs> yeah, I know. But Don't just... get me in trouble. No, no, no. <laughs> Just because I know that a lot of people feel like that in terms of people who have monopolies or people who have power in the village, they all do the one thing they're good at. They all produce the one thing they're good at. Mm. They all manage the one thing they're good at mm-hmm. or the one thing that they know how to do. And most of us would never want to do what they control. I'm seeing, I'm seeing and I'm catching your drift. <laughs> Venue by venue, most of them have their one thing that is incredible. Everyone has to have their USP or what they're producing. Mm. I think I have like five USBs, you know. For your drag, you do you say USBs? Yeah. <laughs> Is that a phobia She's here on the safe today. house? Um, <laughs> but no, if you break down people's monopolies, they don't actually have as much power as we give them, which I think is very important to hear. Is we've been doing drag for a while, we see mm-hmm. a lot of people, but there's so many young drag artists that come into the village and they think I have to know this person, I have to know this person, I have to be nice to them, even when they're horrible people. Yeah, that was one of the things that I, because I moved here two years ago and one of the things it feels way longer i know i feel like you've been in my life yeah. for a very long time that's ridiculous that, that was one of the things that i noticed most when i moved here was i like to take things slow mm-hmm. i like to sow my seed oh, i beg your pardon sorry <laughs> uh, that phrase has gotten <laughs> naughty and horrible and it means something different in my head i like to put my feelers out and <laughs> right uh, sorry there's no way i can say this <laughs> <laughs> Here go. How am I going to say this? I <laughs> the way I've tackled my drag is that it is slowly mm-hmm. and a slow build. I like to edge. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I just no. So I, I, one thing I hate is social climbing, and I think Very that there's so many people that but when I started and hating social climbing, don't you notice it ten times more? Yes, it is horrendous. Yes, and then automatically you never want to know that person. No, sorry, just, go on. no, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. It's, when I first started, what I was noticing was that there was people who were starting drag, and based on who they were friends with or who what groups they managed to get into. Mm-hmm through one way or another appeared to be doing better in quotation marks even yeah. though they've been doing it for less time they didn't really have anything beneficial to give i hear you it's just it was a bit frustrating for me and i think the longer i've been doing it and the the more credit i give myself the less i, I give a shit about it but you know on your bad days sometimes it you just like well why uh, why is that person in that position i'll pose you this a big plant in a big pot and a small plant is put next to it Mm-hmm. Right, that's great. You've got yourself in with the big plants, but it's going to eat you alive. You're not going to grow. Not necessarily. Don't ruin my analogy. Because <laughs> you could also just feed off the big plant. And that's annoying. Sense. That's annoying. Why are these baby queens getting like, I don't know. I was a baby queen at one point, but I just feel like I didn't like leech off anyone. That was one of the things that I made a point of when I first started was me too. no coattails. Yep. And okay, like it gives me pride. It doesn't give me anything else. So like. But also you learn more. Like it. Again, it doesn't help with the original topic, like imposter syndrome, because you feel like you didn't come from anywhere. Come on, therefore, therefore, you don't like if you come from somewhere where you've hypothetically never had a mother or leached off anyone or had anyone help build you up. You don't have a point of a pinpoint for where you've come from or how point far you've come. Yeah, point of reference. So therefore, you're thinking I've just made my own way for all these months, years, but you can't justify where you've come from. Someone will always associate you with somebody else. Yeah, but that's that. for us. We have to be like, we can't doubt ourselves. We have to mm. always think about what we're doing, what we've done, because otherwise we do fall into the bracket of self-doubt. Like, mm-hmm. oh, because we don't have that point of reference. Absolutely. So when we do have our bad days, people like us, it hits 10 times harder mm-hmm. because we've no one to say, yeah, but look where you've come from. Like, we have to do this. You did this. Uh-huh. Because the point of reference. You've got to remember it yourself. That's why I have so many pictures up in the flat because i do love all your little photos in here i need to look at them and i need to remember and a random plant hanging from the ceiling what's that about it's an upside down plant pot how clever is that there's a ceramic disc in the top and you put water in it and it releases it really slowly all right that is me in drag that's <laughs> the analogy of me and i'm an upside down plant i feed myself i mean when you've got your hair doing your hair stick plant pot <laughs> yeah that's true that is true I'm you usually, are all hair i'm usually upside down when i'm putting my hair in <laughs> i can imagine you'd have to it's a lot of hair literally you're one of the only people that can get away with using their hair in drag <sighs> and it is it's stunning and it irritates me oh, i'm sorry my hairline though i've got to be careful i've got to be careful because you feel stress like i feel like it's whenever i'm in drag that's one of my biggest back. insecurities is my forehead right so like when i did roger percents i left my little it looked nice like i left my little curlies down but it's because mm. i was giving my forehead a breathe i was giving it a minute well banksy told me off yesterday because apparently well, she never told me off roger percents sparkle went terrible because octavia sliced her finger open deep pulled her hamstring and i found out yesterday vil's forehead was bleeding from her ponytail being too tight what so, like <laughs> yeah oh my god i mean vil ended up then putting her ponytail in and doing that number again at new union last night so like it was a choice it was, i've seen that number before as well the number's amazing. Yeah, I didn't make her do it. <laughs> um, I've never had my foot. No, I've never had it that time. But I've, when I used to, when I had shorter hair, come to think of it, it's probably just the cushion of having more hair. But I used to get like a sharp pain in the top of my forehead. Yeah, painful, painful. But no, me and Bill share like this, some of the same hair extensions. Oh my one gosh. time we turned up to Schloss in the same one from the same shop in the same shade. <laughs> Twins. Because <laughs> we have the same natural hair color. So. Oh yeah. She's a diva. She I is. Love, she's fab. I love her. Right. Okay. Let's drift. Let's drift further on because we're only at the beginning. Digressed. So, obviously, you mentioned earlier that you are someone who owns a sewing machine. I'm not allowed I to am. call you a seamstress. <laughs> I want to talk about Roger Creations. Okay. First of all, how did you get into sewing? Where did that come from? Actually, going back to... I can take it actually all the way back. I'll give you some substance. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was maybe 16, 17, very, like middle teenage years and i started like dressing myself for like nice parties uh-huh. and then obviously when you start leaving the house and going to clubs after you're 18 um <laughs> so, <laughs> so i used to buy clothes and obviously because i'm six foot three and i am built like a pencil i've tried to change that never could and i just accepted it she's buying a blue roll ago. and tape yeah and that's it <laughs> i mean there's a lot of girls that do but that will never be me <laughs> um no shade some of them look amazing <laughs> Um, but yeah. She woke up with violence today. <laughs> I woke up an hour ago. 
yeah, so going out and being like six foot three and built like a pencil, every time I tried to buy myself clothes, they just were really baggy or they didn't fit or Mm. they made me look like a box. So originally I started hand sewing some shirts to tailor them to my body. It's clever. I still have one of them now. I refuse to throw it away because every time I go for my wardrobe, on the boy side of my wardrobe, uh-huh. I say that as if the non-drag side of my wardrobe, <laughs> it's still there. And I've had that since I was 17. Yeah. Uh, it was, what, eight years ago. Yeah. I've had this shirt for eight years because I refuse to throw it away. <laughs> it's just one of those things that stick in my head. Uh-huh. So I'm like, that's where it started. And I feel like it was just to make myself more comfortable you need to frame leaving that. the house. Like, don't get rid of that. Like, that's shit that I would like. Frame it inside out because I never cut away the excess fabric on the inside that I so, like, was sewn in. So it's like... It's the, got like the, all the fabric is still inside. Oh, I love that. It's just the stitches. Yeah, keep it. That's nice. I, I like that it. idea. Yeah. I mean, it's eight years old. It's not going anywhere now, I don't think. So, it's crawling away on its own. Yeah, it's, <laughs> let's not go there. <laughs> um, I am a very clean person. <laughs> but yeah, it started there, I'd say. When does Roger Creations come into it? The drag side of things. Mm-hmm. I've did a lot of stuff, but in terms of like Roger Creations, it would have been when I actually got my sewing machine. Mm-hmm. But so up until then, it's all hand sewing? Up until then, it was just arts and crafts for me. It was all handy arts and crafts. Uh-huh. I remember the first thing I, I made was just tearing apart a dress that I bought and putting nude, nude fishnet panels in it. Not nude fishnet, what's it called? Paramesh. Yeah. And made a hat and a face kini. And Loves a face kini. That's where that, that's, that was a moment for me. And I was like, okay, I've just done something that was in my head. Used a sewing machine for the first time. Mm-hmm. Because my housemate's friend, best friend, said to me, I got a sewing machine a few months ago. I've used it twice. I'm not going to use it. You're a drag queen. Do you have one? I was like, no. Are you offering? He was like, yeah, I don't need it. This boy has disposable income beyond anyone's <laughs> imagination. Wait, well, gave you it? Yeah, pay for it? No. Is it the same one you G- use now? Still the same one I use now. Fully Interest. just gave me it. Interest. That's what they're mm. after. <laughs> um, so yeah, and I just ran some fabric through it. And then every time something didn't work, I just moved one of the dials until it did. Completely self-taught. The only thing I ever Googled was how to do the bobbin. Right. Because mine, the problem that I have is, not that you asked, but uh, (laughs) the the problem that I have with my sewing machine is that when I put fabric through it, the bobbin gets tangled. Right. It just goes, and then it stops and it goes. Have you Googled how to make that work? No. (laughs) No. YouTube is quite handy. I think I checked like wiki how to, and that's as far as I got. Yeah, usually if you type in the exact machine that you have, it'll tell you step-by-step how to do things. This thing's old. It's my grandma's sewing machine. I've got my grandma's sewing machine. It's like... You need to show me. It's somewhere in the flat, I don't know. It's been like pushed to the back of some cupboard somewhere. I feel guilty because she gave it to me and I I carried it with me from all the way from Fife back to Manchester. Yeah. Intending to use it. I've still not used it yet. See, my grandma said to me, when you make something, show me. Show me, yeah. I'm hoping she's forgotten. No. <laughs> I've not made a single thing. I do need to. Well, we'll do that together. Yeah. That'll yeah. make me leave the house. No, you come to mine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we'll force herself to make her grandma's happy. Absolutely. Because you've seen, have you seen the video of, um, there's an old lady who used to go to fashion school and her oh. granddaughter, I'll have to show you these videos. Yes. You'll love them. Her granddaughter is basically spends time on TikTok recreating her grandma's illustrations because she dropped out of fashion school. Oh my God. And then she sits her grandma down and then every video it's her coming down the stairs in and then one of her designs yeah and it's, oh. just, it's so fab and this lady's just like she's like 78 or something but that's that's what you're missing out on that is adorable i don't think my nana designed i think she just made and mended things uh-huh. i think i don't know yeah i feel like every grandma has a sewing machine not anymore we yeah, stole ours <laughs> <laughs> she's like oh can you fix this i'm like no sorry i can't sew <laughs> oh yeah okay so that's how you started sewing yes i want i want to i don't know how much i can ask you obviously this is going to come out like later in the year i want to ask who you've made stuff for that you're like proud of oh girl well actually the proudest i feel is when i see my friends and my stuff Okay. Like I'm giving the PR answer. Oh, I'll give both. Um <laughs> like every time I see D in her ball gown that we made for the drag ball. <gasps> the flowery one. The flowery one, oh, bitch, yeah. My God. Like yeah. every time I see her in that, because she looked fucking sensational in it. Yeah. And we made that in half a day. I, I made that in half a day <laughs> while she observed. We is yeah, D sat what <laughs> she sat on my bed resting and You seem to work best under pressure. Yes. Why is that? I don't know. It happened in school. I'd have to submit a portfolio. My teachers, would, my teachers would be down my neck, and I would be like, "I'm gonna get down. your shit on the second to last day." Yeah, <laughs> I I would bring in my entire portfolio the day it was due, and my teachers would be like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, 
it's the only way I'm going to do it. I'm getting an A star. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bitch, did I get an A? Yes, I did. Literally. literally. Um, so D, you make D, stuff for yes. D. You like making stuff for your friends. Obviously, yes. we'll get into it a little bit later, but you make stuff for the house as well. Yes. Yeah, so fab. for the kids and stuff, I'll do that. So again, one of the, it was drag ball for me made me blow my own mind. Mm. Like having D, Octavia, I made literally the day before. Mm-hmm. It was so simple. It wasn't lined. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be done. Well, she wasn't meant to join us, and then she told us literally two days before that she could. Uh-huh. So I was like, get some scrap fabric, bitch. You're going to be wearing red velvet. Yeah. Cardi's was one of the best things I've ever made. Mm-hmm. And Cardi's on with the heart, the cut out. The heart and the, the pointy out. shoulders, yeah. Yeah. She came to me with a design, and I was like, no, but we can make this for this. We <laughs> can put that there. <laughs> but no. I just didn't want to tell her that I didn't think I could do it. Right. Okay. So then she left, and then I tried it, and I did it. And I was like, okay, you've got your original design. <laughs> so you said no, and then... Yeah. That's cute. I like that. Because I didn't know if I could. <sighs> and you're drag children. You don't want to tell them you can't do something. That's fair. So I'm like, okay, I can work with that and do that and that. Never let them see you sweat. Yeah. Redesign it for them to something you know you can do, and then try behind closed doors. Yeah. That's fair. Clever. Yeah. It's, that's the story of life. But no, when I see my friends and things, and I'm like, wow, it's the same with that black and white thing that you... But I made for Holly. And then when you wore it, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, lo- I love that dress. It is beautiful. It's, it's Holly's dress. It's, it's your dress. It's yours' dress. We sh- we share we share a lot of drag. Like um, That was because... the first time I made something for someone that wasn't one of my closest friends. Yeah. Like, that was we're... earlier on. Like early, early on. Very early. Like for me, I classed if I seen you every other day as my best friend. Everyone else was a friend. Uh-huh. And it was the first time I allowed myself to make something for someone without feeling like I get imposter syndrome because when you're self-employed, you're self-taught. You're like, mm-hmm. I can't do that. I'm not professional. Yeah. And fair enough, looking at the dress now, I would completely remake it and do it properly. Really? Oh, yeah. What do, what do you not like about it? The bottom. Because I didn't know how to pleat and deal with tool, but now I do. Okay. And the sleep. Well, it's there if you want to take it and redo it. I'm all right, thank you. I've got enough of your flair. No, I love that one. I love that one. And then we did, I'm going to come back to, but um, we did a, kind of an indirect collab because I robbed loads of your stuff to shoot with. <laughs> you never Aiden. robbed it. I offered. Yeah. You asked for one and I gave you my wardrobe. <laughs> literally, literally. But that helped so much because I, and I wanted like, just for context, I didn't quite um, explain it, but I had a, a photo shoot with my friend Aiden, who's also part of Safe House. Phenomenal. Phenomenal, phenomenal artist. And I was like, Who the, what the fuck? do I wear these with because all the helmets are so intricate and so like wild they all tell um, their own story yeah exactly and I'm glad that you offered to lend me stuff because I don't know anyone else who makes such extravagant stuff to match the stuff just say deranged costumes just <laughs> d- like I just don't think that anybody else's <laughs> wardrobe has the range <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I do find myself in my range of my costumes <laughs> yeah I was like I need something sparkly and silver and this and then I need something that's like bright blue and, and this fabric and then this and that whatever and you were like, yeah, <laughs> got that, got that's that. It. Something will work with that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to do that. So that was fab. Thank you very much for that. And you did wear the hell out of them. Yeah. Still yeah. not replaced the zip on that jumpsuit though. <laughs> the, yeah, 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 yeah. Loved that one. Gave me a bit of a camel toe, but the pictures look nice. <laughs> it's all right. Should I tuck properly then? Yeah, a bit thicker than you are, so. And most of my things are kind of like to the skin that I made When she said me. she's a pencil, she meant it. <laughs> yeah. Like some of the stuff I put on and I was like, Oh, I'm like, gonna break this. <laughs> if I wear a skirt, like a mesh skirt, and it's see-through, and I'm on the dance floor in the Brewers, and mm. I see through it, and I'm like, oh my god, because I see my thigh gap, and I'm like, I could fit a whole other leg in my thigh gap. Right. <laughs> you don't need to brag. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh yeah. I can't fit a credit card through mine. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, let me go back. Yes. So, <laughs> I want to know big names. Okay. Big name drops. Well, Who have you made for? Who, well, like obviously you're proud to, to, to do your friends so I'm not going to ask you who you're most proud yes. that's worn your stuff because you're very humble and you love your friends but I don't give a shit about that <laughs> I want to know who you've made stuff for going back to imposter syndrome at DragCon yes it was all kickstarted by compliments Okay. So you had people that were there treating you like you were a Rue girl and then you also had the Rue girls treating you like you should be a Rue girl. Yeah. And in doing so, it sends you west. <laughs> yeah. But then when you have Rue girls asking you to make them costumes, That's then you're scary. like... That's scary. You are. <laughs> are we talking America? Are we talking Europe? We're talking America, Europe, UK. Sick. <laughs> the stress and the kickstart of 
my minor breakdown at the start of the year was these Rue girls asking for things to be done in a certain time period of 30 days. Okay. Whilst we all knew what was about to be filmed. Okay. And when does it come out? I don't have a clue. I'm hoping Christmas time. Because I'm okay. very impatient. I mean, if you don't mention anyone, we can say it's UK vs. the World. UK vs. the World Season 2. Yeah. Yes. Um, and we don't have to... Yeah, I won't make you name names there. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Um, but, but you've no. made stuff that's going to be on UK vs. the World. Yes. What's going through your mind when... Because that's a lot of pressure also. Because you yeah. said that like in the beginning you didn't make anything that wasn't for your friends. Then you didn't... Mm-hmm. You obviously don't feel that like... Like, oh, it's my friend. It's fine if it breaks. I'll yeah. just fix it later. Like, oh, I don't really mind because you've got that rapport. 100%. What is going through your mind when you're like packing shit up to send it to them <sighs> once it's finished? <laughs> I literally was still sewing and sending videos to this queen half an hour before I had to send it. I, minor backstory, at DragCon, I told every single queen, whoever emails me first and we agree on a design or whatnot, you'll get yours. Mm-hmm. I may not have time to do another one considering everyone wants things done in 30 days. Mm-hmm. Long story short, I emailed a few of them and one came back asking for two of my designs compiled into one. And as soon as that was her brief, I was like... Shut the DMs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fact you want to wear things I've designed and shapes and silhouettes I've done with your own flair and you're going to be this easy to work with, you've got me. Yeah. Me being me, every time I seen them in their booth, I would be like, I saw for me, I saw for my friends, the inside that this isn't lined. I was like, if I did it properly, it would be. Mm-hmm. I was like, but I ain't no professional seamstress. I just know how to make you look good. Yeah. <laughs> that's where it comes in. Yeah. Yeah. And we all do drag. We don't care about the inside. And that was the first thing they mm-hmm. all said was, yeah. as long as I look good. Yeah. We're not creating for Paris fashion runway week, whatever. No. We're drag artists. It's a fantasy. Yeah. Like not putting in a lining on somewhere you can't see. Yeah. It's the exact same as wearing three pairs of tights because you've got hairy legs. You're just covering something. Yeah. Something nice on the outside. Yeah. Because otherwise... You're not shaving your legs sh- to put tights We'd all shave on. our legs yeah. underneath the tights. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I'd have to catch up with what you're trying to step in there. <laughs> <laughs> you got the idea. Don't worry about it's fine. But yeah, and everyone was fine with that. So then this queen, I was like, okay, she's going to be fab to work with. And emailing back and forward with someone i will i will say someone in america yeah an american rue girl bitch like come on you're not gonna say no that's a lot of pressure it is especially when emails just wait until they got here it gets filmed here doesn't it that that was my thought process yeah are you gonna be here to try anything on no 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 fittings Mm -hmm. why because they had to be in america getting everything else done no surely what you would do i'm like no no (laughs) you don't say no to queens do you know what i mean but like Surely, what if I was in that situation, I would do everything I needed to do in the 25 days. And then five I didn't days... I have 25 days in the end. Um, why? I had nine days. Nine? Nine. Two of them were just making patterns. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. What, what I mean is, is if I was them, mm-hmm. if I was the queen, not you, because obviously you get given your time, whatever. But if I was that queen, I would sort everything I needed to sort in America in 25 days because shit can get done fast if you need it to yeah if you give people a time limit and then five days can be spent here doing fittings picking things up tying loose ends you know like just rent an apartment for like five days get an Airbnb five yeah. days and then go down and then do you know everything will fit better do you know what I mean well it didn't have to okay everything I made could be adjusted everything was fail safe everything was fail proof because I'm clever <laughs> <laughs> um, but she's not a seamstress but everything's adjustable like what uh, yeah <laughs> it was it was done so that everything could be within an inch or two okay and everything there was a step by step on how to dress it and how to make it do what i needed to do mm. i have never in my life took a video of myself out of drag putting on someone else's drag telling them how to wear it <laughs> oh my god that it must was be mad. so stressful as well like and also yeah funny because you're wearing it and they're going to be wearing it on the tv 100 <laughs> percent I'm sitting there wearing something that's not fully put on me because it's not fit for me. Yeah. Trying to explain, this is how you wear it, but on you, this should fit. <laughs> oh my God. That's um, so, and again, because it's not someone you know and you've mm-hmm. not got that rapport of, oh, it'll be fine. Yeah. You can't just say, oh, And I'm not there to dress them. I was also like, in my head, like, as I say to all my friends, if anything goes wrong, let me know and I'll fix it. Uh-huh. But even in doing that, it felt so pointless because if they're on set or they're on a shoot or doing whatever they're doing, I, I can't fix it. Uh-huh. I can't just be like, okay, I can just pop that there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
But I did say, if if you use it for what you use it for and anything needs amended or fixed afterwards, let me know. Yeah. And I got an email of praise afterwards. I was going to say, yeah. you've had feedback. Did it get worn before elimination? Do you know? I've been told by someone else that it was worn. Someone else on the cast, but not the queen. Okay. I didn't want to pry. Okay. I don't feel like it's prying. I feel like it's like... The emails are all very discreet. It was okay, cause the spoken word that NDA. was... Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, so I've had feedback. She can't wait for me to see what it was used for, etc. Oh, my God. Yeah, this package was sent two days before she was setting off for the UK. All right, okay. The craziest express shipping you can imagine to yeah. America uh-huh. for her to then bring it all back. I don't know whether she needed to wear it to see before she left in case she needed a backup. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's because they have to send everything for approval to World of Wonder. I have no idea. Mm. All I know is that she used it for what it was used for. It did the thing and... <laughs> She's not asked me to fix it, <laughs> so. So it stuck together and it did the job. I, I hope so. And she got paid. Yeah. Which is good. Both of us got paid. I did good. do a bit of a discount though, because I took longer than I should have doing a certain aspect of something. Cause I, I learned a part of it. It's five pieces. It's five bits of one outfit and one piece. I really don't know why I struggled with it so much. I was trying to make a circle and instead I was sitting there putting horse braid and fiber on a rectangle. Don't <laughs> ask me why. <laughs> trying to make it more difficult than it needed to be. I making it, I was doing, I had six days. Uh-huh. Two days was trying to get the patterns and make sure it was the right size and everything was flawless. Yep. There was a lot of other work that wasn't actually sewing and then making sure it was ready to package. Mm-hmm. And there was a certain aspect of it, a hat that was based on one of my designs that required complete hand stitching. In, and that's more time. Yeah, I didn't sleep much that week. I remember this because I came to you with something that I needed doing that week. And you were like, you're like, come over and I'll look at it, but I'm, yes. not t- I'm not touching it. Yeah. You were like, I know what needs doing, but I'm not doing it. <laughs> Which is I, fine, because like, Was you know, the red thing? Was that that period of time? The red thing? Yeah. The red thing, yeah, it, it was the red thing. I do need to fix that gown at some point, because I need a new gown, but. I'm um, not as stressed at the minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we'll, no, I think. We'll go to the market at some point. I'm going on Wednesday with Lavender if you want to come. I work Monday to Friday, you oh, know shit, this. Yeah. Nine to five. Sucks for you. So you're going to have to go and get it. And then I'll pay you for it. When you go and get it, I'll buy Roger Presents tickets. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty to buy. Right, okay, let's move on. Um, is it, <laughs> 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 it was, wasn't it? No. It was. No. I'm not going to keep it. Here. It wasn't. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I said and then was it told you that it was used or not used. <laughs> I'm so good at this. What are you? I'm a demon. <laughs> I don't know. For me, in my head, I'm like, if you are surrounded by creatives and you know a lot of creatives that make their own stuff, something like Drag Race, you need an abundance of different shit. I would... Do you know what's great about this is that I have an abundance of creatives around me Mm -hmm. that I can pick from and... Like, for the podcast. For the podcast. Oh. Yeah. I'm very privileged then. There's a girl that I asked in the very beginning, it was 2021. Yeah. Um, that asked that I asked to be on and they were like, oh yeah, yeah, it'd be really good. We can talk about this, talk about that, whatever. And it's it's really, really good topics that um because a lot of people don't come through with topics, which is absolutely fine because I prefer just to go off the cuff. Um but they seemed really interested, they seemed really keen, and then when I met them for the first time, they called me fat and I was like You're lying. No. They call me fat. And um I like don't hold grudges at all. It's the queen of the <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. One of my friends. Not. I don't know who that is. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. Because she usually leads every We're fine interaction now. with a We're fucking fine now. insult. We don't, um... Who then? Um... Oh, really? Yeah. Which is surprising oh, wow. because people like I find, I think, I find it difficult to get to like her because she called me fat. Yeah, surprising. Yeah. Annoying. Anyway. Forgot where we're at. We'll move, we'll move on. We were talking about the garms. And you've, you've wrapped up, so we'll we'll move on. I usually ask this at the beginning, but we've come so far. You've got nowhere to be, have you? No. Okay. I want to talk about how we met and how we know each other. Because <laughs> my first, you might not know this, but my first knowledge that you exist was your Hex Girls collab. Oh my God. Vile and Harlot. What a hilarious little post. I was so bored during lockdown now. You were. You did a lot of shit during lockdown. Yeah. You were on it. Like, that's, you're one of the reasons I started the podcast. Not you specifically, but people like you. You who, cut that out. I was a reason you started Safe House. <laughs> yeah. People who kept on working and doing shit. So that's why I already had an idea of who you were before I met you and worked with you. Which is weird. Yeah. Like, weird. Uh, it is weird that sometimes in this industry as well, in like the creative sector, 
how often you know someone before you meet someone mm. and it all i don't know if you get this but like when you meet someone you've known online and then you meet them but you just have like this overwhelming anxiety because like this is awkward but it's not awkward because we know each other yeah but you can become but increasingly you aware that? that like people are so different i i never tr- i can't even think about how what someone's going to be like before i meet them because i always know i'm going to be wrong it's right. accents that get me <laughs> I have, I have an idea of who someone is in my head and then I meet them and I'm like, fucking hell. That is not the Cardi. I thought you'd have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cocker. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I first knew of you. But like, what I wanted to ask because I'm juicy, I wanted to know what you first thought of me and Holly because you met us kind of the same time. Yeah. Like you worked with Holly before you worked with me, but we came as a package deal when you met us. I knew you before I worked with you. Yeah. What did you think? What were your first impressions? I think everyone that come from the establishment that you guys started at knows what I thought of them. It's been very evident. But do you do you think about let's say, let, let's talk about because I think we've all done a lot of growing. Mm-hmm. So from back then to now, did you and do you think of the queens and the venue as a whole, or do you take them separately? Separately. Is that just now or always? Okay. So even back then. Even back then. Everyone that knows my story with that part of the street knows my relationship with that part of the street. The queens like yourself, Holly, Viola, Jenny, there's many queens I've not just named. And there's ones there now. I don't know what it is. Again, my Sherlock mind palace, whatever sensory thing in my brain. Uh I looked at certain people and I met certain people and I just knew that they had it. And you can see that evidently. It's like the same as New Union now. When I had the ability to give people opportunities, as soon as someone says that they were uncomfortable, didn't want to pursue that part of their career anymore, I was like, okay, you've got somewhere to work when you're done. Mm-hmm. And I honored that. Bearing in mind, a lot of people wanted to go separate ways. And yourself, you didn't really need, you had other avenues that you wanted to go down. Yeah. Whereas someone like Holly was so eager to do the opportunities that I had for her. She was treating like shit. You just wouldn't stop, you wouldn't stop working in drag. No. That wasn't going to happen. No. But, like, you, it, for her, you made that possible, mm-hmm. which was, like, you didn't have to do that, but you did, which was nice. Again. You're nice. I, I am nice. I'm a lovely person, and just don't <laughs> let people know it. Um, I knew, and I could see. I'd never seen any of you perform. I'd never seen any of you do a show at that venue. I'd never seen anything you were capable of. The only time I'd seen you guys was when you did the Pride stage, and I think it was after you left. Yeah, it was. A big regret of mine, actually. I don't regret much, but I regret going back and doing that. Did you get paid? I, we did get paid, well, but it, wasn't, there then. it is now below my minimum fee. You got paid to work Pride, which is a lot more than any queen could. I, I, and that's why I did it. Like, I did have... That's why... I can't speak for Holly. That's why I did it. Mm-hmm. I had other gigs during Pride, but they weren't in the village. Right. And I wanted to do the village. Yeah. Because it's a big thing. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. I kind of wanted to go back and be like, this is where I am now. This is, where, this is where I'm at now. You know, one of the most annoying things that got said to the pair of us when we turned up to the gig was it was she turned just as we were about to go on and, and went, why didn't it look like this when they worked here? Money for a start, mm-hmm. creative freedom mm-hmm. for a second, and also time. Mm-hmm. It was so frustrating and I was like, I'm so happy that I'm here in the village and we had a great time. It was the first time me and Holly performed together. So we were really buzzing with our set list. But just, there's always something that's said that's just, it's just un- unnecessary and annoying. And I yeah. just feel, yeah, you know what I mean? Because I feel like you share the... I know everything that you're talking about. Yeah. Like, I've witnessed it and heard it from queens before and after you two. It is still a thing. And people don't realize that, like, just nourishing, nurturing, and appreciating, and even just showing people respect, they'll want to do more what you for have you. When you have it. Yeah, but if you think about it, like, what's that song, Best Thing You Never Had? You're not going to have someone at their best when you don't treat them as if they're even worth anything. Uh-huh. But um, they, it reflects in the pay what they think of them. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? Even if it was something as simple as if you want to show up two hours before your shift and get paid for that to get ready, if you want a budget from this drag school bursary, whatever the <sighs> fuck it was, to invest in the actual drag, uh-huh. do you know what I mean? If you want to nourish and teach these people something, actually invest in that and make it feel like that's what they're doing and that's why they're there. Yeah. There's so many. They always say, by that I mean he always says, people wish 
wish they could be us. People wish they had what. Yes, so we could do it properly. Yeah. God, I would love nothing more than to have two venues and all those talented people under my wing so yeah. I could do that properly. Yeah. He's right about one thing and it's that. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> because so many of us know how to just do it. Yeah. And the worst part is so many people are in positions to make changes and produce things and do things that are so needed and they're just not. Yeah. They're just you not. won't do it in there. That's the thing is that like, what's really, really sad is that it's because it's affected the way we both... Oh, they've affected my life know. for the last seven years. Yeah. Like, it's a huge part of my drug career, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, exactly. One of the most annoying things is that it's the place where baby queens go, mm-hmm. but only because it's so easy to get into. Yes. And one thing that I would implore people to... to there's no shame attached to, to that to realize, either. No, there's none at all because... There's always going to be people I, want to work. I, I was a. I want to call myself a victim of it. Mm-hmm. Is that's the drag job that was the easiest to get to. But what you have to ask yourself is why. Mm-hmm. Why is it so easy? Why is there always a space? Why are they always looking for queens? Yeah, and that's all that needs to be said. Period. Period. But we won't talk about that. But yeah, that was the first. That was the kind of first interaction that we had. Was you walking up and down the street and just giving us the nod and being like, "If you need me, here I am." Yeah, I mean, um, even now that though, like starting there it's very easy to make friends on canal street when you do drag but it's not easy to make connections like the friendships we've all got yeah outside of drag and i also don't allow myself to yeah Uh the ones that's the ones that withhold out of the village are the ones that you have to think about and the ones you have to care about because mm-hmm. I can easily just ignore a DM or like not reply to people and be like, oh, sorry, I've had a busy week. I'll see yeah. you and I'll see you on the weekend. Sorry, I wasn't logged into my drag account. Yeah, <laughs> but it's something I shared yesterday was my energy is for me first, not what's left. Yeah. And working in the village, it is draining. Mm. You don't always have the energy, even if it's two, three nights a week. Yeah. So when I do have the energy for people, I'm not like, you should be grateful. I've got time to text you back or whatever. No, but you put it in in places that you feel deserve it. Yeah, as long as people know that when I do speak to them, it's because I want to and because I care about them. Mm -hmm. That's important. So for me, when I met you guys for the first time, and I just knew that you were better than. And the fact that you never treated me any differently based on the observations of the people that you were working for... Oh yeah, was even more important to me because we were all on the same wavelength. Yeah, I think that was the that was the reason why because like, shit gets said about everyone. Mm-hmm. I won't sit here and say that no one said anything about you because I know what's been said about me. Exactly, <laughs> the all-seeing, all-all-knowing eye of Roger. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> this one literally. But no, I when I know, I know, and mm-hmm. when the vibes are there, the vibes are there. Yeah, and you both know how much I love and care about you, so that's all that needs said on that. Yeah, exactly. Um, right, let's move more on. Digression. Let's move on. More digression. More digression, it's fine. You started dragging Manchester, because you used to work in Kiki, right? Yes. She was a Kiki bar staff. Floor staff. Floor staff. I was a proud worse. floor staff. Yeah. <laughs> but people say it's worse, but it absolutely wasn't. No. Being floor staff is one of the best jobs you could ever have. I would rather do that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You got your own little office in the glass wash. Uh-huh. You got your own little safe space. You don't have to serve anyone. You don't have to serve anyone. And you can literally just talk to whoever you want. And how do you get there? How do you get from there to right place show in the venue? Right place, right time, right people. I believe it's honestly all just been hard work, manifestation, and having the right people. Yeah, I say that, but I also worked my arse off. <laughs> yeah, like it, I always do a little bit of a bit of a research mm-hmm. just to make sure I haven't missed anything or there's nothing I don't know. Oh, and I feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, don't be daft! Don't be daft! I uh, just went through all your tag posts. Um, oh, I, I I went through them a few weeks ago actually, so yeah, quite lucky. I won't, <laughs> talk, I won't talk about it. The um, eyebrows, <laughs> the lips, the rest, all of it. <laughs> you have been working in other venues. It used to be Kiki, but mm-hmm. it's now Brewers. For Same a very, building. Very, very long time. Mm-hmm. So it's it's no wonder, like, it's it's obvious that you've worked hard to get, yeah. what, to get what you have because you stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Um, l- let's talk about the show. Let's talk about your show. Yes. You've gone from floor staff to A, B, C, D, and now you're at I Have My Own Show mm-hmm. in this venue. You said right place, right time. Yes. Talk me through it. Where did the idea start? What did you come up against trying to do that? <laughs> you're a bitch because you Tell know everything all. I've had to come up against. Tell all. Um, <laughs> Tell me about <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> I never ever wanted to perform, ever. But the first time I ever kind of performed, in a sense, was competitions, which is natural. The um, big Liverpool drag pageant. 
<laughs> she did the research. She did. I think you're right. So I, I did the Filthy Gorgeous pageant, which was more runway and presentation based. Uh-huh. Then I got a place at... Your washing machine's done. Mm. I got a position at Filthy Gorgeous. And then I did a guest spot at New Union when Giselle had her own show. But it was me, Cherry, and Saki. And I was on the door doing promo, and that was I was covering Carmen Sutra, actually. And when you did the promo shift, you could do a number if you wanted to. Sick. So I did a that's number. That's what people need. Yeah. Even just that, that's a really nice idea. Yeah. When you talk about the early side of your drag mm-hmm. that you used to perform, because when I met you, you swore off performing altogether. Yeah, 100%. Like, I'm, I, when I met you, you were purely looks. Mm-hmm. But you swore off... Uh, when I first saw you perform, I was like, is, there, is, it, is it like a blue moon or is, is it raining dogs? Because <laughs> Roger does not do this ever. Yeah. And I'm going to let you talk. <laughs> um, it was more so because... I wanted, the only times I would perform is when I had a concept. I always believed that if I was going to perform, it had to tell a story and it had to have the correct, I always said I was conceptual storytelling when okay. I did a number before Roger Presents. Yep. So I was very lucky that people would ask me to perform and I'd be like, let me have a few days. Let mm. me see if I can think of something. And I'd usually say no. New Union were literally my saving grace for so long. Like mm-hmm. behind closed doors, Scott from Union was a huge shoulder for me. Mm-hmm during the Kiki era. He did for me what I tried to do for you guys. I knew that if anything went wrong and when Kiki was getting sold, that I was going to be okay. Yeah. Scott was that for me. Scott is a lovely human. Mm-hmm. Scott is lovely. Considering he's behind the scenes and gets away with being behind the scenes, he mm-hmm. does not get his flowers. No, he doesn't. But yeah, I always felt safe and championed with Scott. And there was one Halloween and he was like, do you want to do it? And I was like, yeah. It was post-lockdown, I think. It was going to get Roger just- to perform. It has to be Halloween. Yeah. I was like, I can come up with concepts for Halloween. Um, and I did. And I was like, okay, because I know the concepts and it's going to be something I'll be proud to put on. It doesn't need to be cacked to the cack or it doesn't need to, need to be a park and bark or uh-huh. based on reveals, whatever. Yeah. Because it was a storytelling in my head. I was like, I'll do it. I'm excited. Let's go. Yeah. And then he was like, do you want to do this one? Do you want to do this one? I was like, I don't think I can keep up with the production all the time. conceptual yeah something that would make me happy to perform and not feel like a fraud you like to, what i've learned about you is you like to take your time to fully conceptualize mm-hmm. something and not doing that is absolutely fine yes yeah. i have i have, I mean even myself i have a block of numbers my numbers aren't really that conceptual which again isn't bad but i have like a block of stuff that i do i gotta interrupt and I'm, your skill set though is you can pick up a mic and host and sing for a chunk of time. I have been only learning in the last couple of months and I'm actually quite funny. <laughs> Someone told me I was funny. It was my best friend Misha. I went to see him in Leeds. She said I was funny. And then a couple of days later, I turned up to your show and I was like... I am funny. I was like, don't play the track. I'm just going to talk. Yeah. And I, they were laughing. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is that about? You... But that's what we listen to in our heads. Mm. When you're on a stage in front of people, all you want is their approval. That's why you're on that stage. Correct. So all you think about is, I need this, I need a reaction from them. Uh-huh. And you tell yourself you're not going to get that, regardless. Yeah. When, I'll come back to that. Everyone has a skill set. If you're a dancer, you're going to go on stage and drag. And you're going to lip sync and dance. Mm-hmm. You're going to go on stage and you're going to sing and you're going to host and you're going to literally have the audience in the palm of your hand. Mm-hmm. That's in my head from what I've seen from you. That's your set. You can do that. Mm-hmm. You can also do a hundred other things. But that's but what I'm You can fall back at. on that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I didn't have anything to fall back on. I'm not a dancer. I wasn't a comedian. I wasn't a host. The only thing I could portray was telling a story. That's uh-huh. the only thing I could control. Mm-hmm. So the only time I would ever perform is if it was something I could control. Something you could make a story out of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I heard a song and I was like, oh, I could do this to that. I can make that. I could have this prop. I could do that. Mm-hmm. That's like, oh, I've got a performance there. I was never going to go on stage and park and bark because I felt like I had to do more. And I didn't know if I could deliver that. Right. Now I know I can. But, but even, that's come with everything so, else. You can extrapolate that storytelling thing back and tie it into any kind of performance. Mm-hmm. So when you say, oh, all I can do is like, I can storytell. Yeah. You've really not limited yourself there at all. And I think I, think I see that now in the stuff that you do mm-hmm. because you are performing more and doing like different kinds of stuff and you do look comfortable on stage which, yeah. which is like half the battle because when someone's on stage and their face looks like they'd rather be anywhere else you can tell straight away yeah i'm glad now that you've gone in this direction of hosting and, and actually putting yourself in the performances mm-hmm. and you really don't need this whole big you can do it which is great but you don't need this whole big storyline because... i've let myself take a step back from that pressure mm-hmm. being on stage now the first roger presents i did the very very first one roger presents one night only um, i remember, I remember. <laughs> 
I, I always say to people when they try to book me as well, I'm a host. My forte isn't performing. I don't want to perform. There's a lot of performers who are gagging for a stage. Mm -hmm. They're begging for a stage. So for me, I never had to perform to make a living with drag or mm -hmm. to do my drag. So I didn't want to take opportunities away from other people. And when I knew that that was my objective, I was like, okay, how do I make opportunities for people? I was in a position where I had the trust of someone who was willing to take a chance on my initiative. Yeah. And I'd already did so many things that worked and proved myself over and over again. Mm -hmm. And proved your hosting skills. She's a judge. Yes. Drag idol and the crown. Yes. So you know you can do that. I can do many a thing. <laughs> it was just tying them all together. Yeah. It was just making, like I said, right place, right time, everything going to the right moment in time. Everything led to Roger Presents. Mm -hmm. It did. It's an, it was inevitable. I had so many drag artists working at the venue with me that wanted to perform, and I was looking for those opportunities for people to perform, whether it was pre-show entertainment, whether it was upstairs entertainment, uh -huh. which, proven, all worked. Like the Art Popsicle Ball, where we had drag mixed in that with the tribute so acts. Those that. productions were ace. That was so self-indulgent of you, but I love it. <laughs> I just hosted that though. I didn't even perform at that. You're like, what's my favorite thing in the world? Art pop. I'm going to do a whole night. <laughs> it wasn't like that. It was. It was. It just happened to turn out like that. <laughs> and I would love to do more things like as such, but it, it requires too much energy that doesn't feed back to me. Yeah. And your baby at the minute is... Is Roger Percent. Yes. And in doing so, the one night only, I messaged Narcissa, because Narcissa come to support me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so at that moment in time, the venue paid entirely for Roger Percent. Yeah. And Narcissa gave me literally 10 minutes of voice notes of feedback. And Narcissa knows what she's talking about. Yeah. And the one thing that stood out to me was, it's Roger Percent's, why is Roger not performing? And I was like, I don't need to. She was like, yes, but also in your house, it would make it special. Yeah. Like it would just be that USP that if Roger's not performing anywhere else, Roger's at Roger Presents. Yeah, exactly. If you want to see Roger perform, you come to Roger Presents. Yeah. And I never thought about that. But I had months to think about it because at that moment in time, that was a one-off. Mm -hmm. And because it was successful, there was another one and we were going to bring it back. And we did bring it back, sorry. And because it was successful, we did bring it back and it was then monthly. It's grew its own legs. I'm now just in a position where I long for it to take off because uh -huh. people like us, we know the importance of a stage on Canal Street. Especially a stage with diversity and... yes. That is definitely your stage, how I would describe it. Every performer on my lineup is someone or something different. Every lineup I curate is produced so finely to the point where it's flawless that people don't even look at it. Mm. I can say that humbly, proudly, whatever. Mm -hmm. When I get messages asking to do Roger Presents, I'm flattered and I'm like, this means a lot that people want to come to our stage. Mm -hmm. But considering how small the brackets are for filling five slots of performers that all represent something different yeah the chances that anyone's going to get a show when we're now running the show independently on ticket sales i'm doing everything by myself to make that happen and make opportunities more frequent is so difficult what you're saying is if you want to perform be different yes 100 uh percent -huh. that's a great initiative like like it promotes it promotes variety yeah and outside the it's box a variety stuff. drag show in essence it's a variety cabaret show mm -hmm. there are people who do drag all over the village that i will still book because they add something if i've done a lineup and i've booked four people and i'm like okay they're gonna bring this they represent that their drag is this i need someone that's gonna bring a better camp yeah. Or I need someone that's going to bring the cack to the cack. Mm -hmm. Or I need someone that's going to bring the, the park and bark ballads. Mm -hmm. Which is usually when Dee gets a phone call and she says no. Absolutely. And then she shows up on the night anyway because she knows she's got no choice. <laughs> um, it's those things. So if I could see your performance somewhere else, and I know it sounds so shady. Mm -hmm. But if I could see you in someone else that's more accessible, I'm probably not going to book you. And also I'm probably not going to book names. you. You have to bleep this out. <laughs> yeah. Who's, who's messaged you that you have no intention of booking? Because of the same thing we spoke about earlier, about you saying someone insulted you and now you don't speak to them at all. <sighs> she messaged me literally five, six weeks after Roger Presents was cancelled by the venue, asking for a gig oh my God. at Roger Presents. Has Read she been the, the shows? No. that's a big thing, is that like, if you, <laughs> I feel like if you're messaging someone asking to be part of something. You should know what their show is. One, know what the show is, but also like, show up and support. Mm-hmm. 
You booked vinyl. She, yeah. Granted, she couldn't do it because she'd heard like, thank you, vinyl. Lovely gig. Um, <laughs> but she turned up. Yeah. Even though she couldn't perform, she still turned up. She still up. showed up to the show. Like, if you aren't already a fan or already supporting the as it goes up, yeah. don't try and jump on when it's doing well. No. Yeah. I'm not sure saying you have to know time. everything about my life or what I'm doing a, at all times. but It's a pretty obvious one you're yeah. asking about. You're asking to be in the show. That doesn't exist. That doesn't <laughs> exist. Yeah. But if you had any interest in the show itself, you would know. You would be paying that attention. That it had been temporarily cancelled. You did say something that was going to get me to talk about. Oh, it's fine. Don't worry. It was so long ago now. I was going to talk about the house as well, but we're already on an hour and a half. So, fuck's sake. It's we'll, fine. We'll wrap up Roger Presents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously, after the one night only, and we brought back Roger Presents, but knowing people wanted the show to return. It came back by popular demand. Yeah, I brought it back because people wanted it, but in doing so, it was all on me. Mm-hmm. I... And is it not the best it's been, though? Yeah. Like... The only thing I wish... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't, really co- you can't really complain. It's the best it's been because the turnout was guaranteed. It was the first one back... March, was it? Did I bring it back in March? Oh, Early remember. March? The first one I brought... I'm not that interested. <laughs> <laughs> well, the awkward thing was, it was the first time I'd walked out and performed to a room full of people. Uh-huh. Because when it was paid for by the venue and it was a free entry event, no one was there on time. Yeah, I, I will put my hands up and say that for the majority of Roger Presents you'd never I, see me perform oh, no 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 I always come in halfway through your numbers yeah and I'll stand by the bar yeah <laughs> I've seen it in videos and then I'll like run <laughs> my favourite thing about that is when I was getting ready to do my dress reveal and all I heard was you saying she's not <laughs> <laughs> I think I just heard you go you're joking <laughs> I'm such an interactive like oh, yeah. audience member <laughs> I love so watching. Stupid. I love watching drag artists watch drag because yeah. when they're shocked i'm like okay someone's doing something yeah and also like i feel like we know what goes into it so Mm -hmm. when something's happening i'm like oh my god i know the ins and outs the appreciation this is is unreal people get paid but i wish they were paid more because that's always been my thing Mm. you should be paid more drag should have a minimum fee and that is what everyone should work towards if i have the if i had the resources as disposable income or (laughs) grants from the lottery that i spend on holidays all that jazz. <laughs> we won't talk on that. <laughs> no. I just... That's why I brought Roger merch out as well. Yeah. Because that is profitable and that goes straight towards the show. That pays for printing wristbands and tipping tokens and the business cards. Like, yeah. that will cost money to print. Yeah. I make nothing from 100%. I don't take a cut from anything. Yeah. At all. It all goes to my performers and the production of the show. Yeah. I do that because I want to do it. And I'd do it. I'd do my own show and not get paid for it. Yeah. Absolutely, I would. Because of the, re- the reward... I would pay someone to let me do my own show. <laughs> I think I think I would. I think I would, genuinely. I mean, that is kind of like, if you, I'm lucky it's free venue hire. Yeah. But that is, if you're not got free venue hire. That's how you start. Yeah. Uh-huh. But if you think of a venue that has a show that's bringing 70 people in for two and a half hours, you're not going to say no. No. Especially if you're not. not using the venue for anything else. No. It's just easy money. Yeah. So it is a business at the end of the day, but Roger Presents is fully my baby. And when it gives me so much life, I call it my soul juice. Yeah. This year I decided not to do anything that doesn't give me soul juice. I'll pay the bills and the rest is for me. Uh-huh. I've done so many things like traveling to Scotland, paying to be there for two nights. I didn't make a profit of going to Glasgow. Mm-hmm. Did it make me happy? Absolutely. Yeah. And it was one of the one of the best things I've ever done in my entire life. Yeah. Don't make a profit from it though. But it gave me soldiers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, my 2023 has been that and it will continue to be that. I don't think I'll ever change from that. Mm-hmm. That's me. Do you know what? Because the, 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 we're coming to the end anyway. My last little bit that I always do is asking people for final words, but I think you've just given me it. Oh yeah, you've got that. <laughs> I think you've just given me your final words. <laughs> Go is back it, and be coughing. Do, do you have anything else you'd like to leave leave the listeners with my my instagram bio since i started doing drag has always been stay charged stay true and stay humble that's gay very gay i am bisexual if anyone's interested (laughs) very single but yeah i i can always relate any advice or mantras back to those three things Uh and again it comes like back to soldiers stay charged stay true stay humble and i think anyone who sticks to those not just in drag but in life Mm-hmm. I just don't think you can go wrong. I've, I mean, I've done all right. I've been here for five years. Roger for president. Roger for president. Not my prime minister. <laughs> stay charged. Stay true. Stay humble. Humble. Yeah. <laughs> the one I forgot is the one I need most. <laughs> and also that you can still stay humble and be proud of yourself. 
Absolutely. That's also important. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Well, gorgeous. I think that's a perfect way to end anyway. It's done. Yeah. Do you feel like you've said all you need to say? I don't know what was happening today, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> She's still half asleep. <laughs> yeah, I woke up and I was like, hi, do you still want me? She was like, I'm expecting you in 50 minutes. So I was like, I'll be there. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I've got things to do. I've booked, my calendar is booked out. I had a slot. I mean, I have, I have tomorrow off, so I could have done you know, tomorrow. If I didn't think about the fact that you'd probably had to sit and figure out some questions to ask me, I don't think I would have showed up. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I knew that you would have done something, so I was like, I have to go. Absolutely. I put concealer on, though. That's good. I know. That's nice. She made an effort. Not fresh out of the coffin. She's in full drag right now, everyone. I was going to show up in a lash just to take the piss. (laughs) That would have been hilarious. (laughs) You should have done that. Didn't have the energy. Just got Saturday's eyelash glue in my eyes as it is. Well, it's been absolutely gorgeous having you on. Thank you for joining me and taking time out. Gorgeous is a very weird adjective, but thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) It's been nice. It's been nice. Fit me into your busy schedule. On this lovely Monday evening. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you for having um, me. Oh, you're very, very welcome. And I'm sure we've got so much more to talk about. And you probably be back at some point to bother everyone. If I can fit you in my busy schedule. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Stay humble. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I'll see you very soon. Bye. Bye. Okay, the new.